Hey, Alex, what time is it? It's winning time. No, it's stupid <laughs> as fuck, all right? That's stupid as fuck. It is. Uh, and that's how we're opening. Welcome to the afternoon nap. <laughs> this week, we're doing winning time. HBO's new show on the Showtime Lakers. What do you think, Brett? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think it's all right. Um, I guess it's set with backlash because there was a lot of it. You know, uh, this is based off real events and how it differs from the dropout and all those other shows we were talking about, like based off real life events, is that those are all off of really terrible people on events. Like, yeah. Right? Those people, like. And com- we have, like, no issue with them just, like, Shitting. forming their own version of how the story went. Right. But but the the characters in the show, for the most part, are not villains, right? Nah. They're, they're, they're athletes, they're businessmen. And that's why Backlash is. I'm not so against it, right? Several people. We're mad, including Jerry West's family, Chick Hearn's family. Funny enough, uh, Spencer Haywood was actually loved his representation on the loved show. Loved it because he could have been a lot. They could have gone a lot farther with his character, but they they kept it a little. Uh, no, he. Uh, we have heard him say he's like, "Oh, this was a blessing that they made this for me." Yeah, he was a little nervous, and then he finally put it on, and he was like, "Okay, this is fine." Kareem has written several articles on how he doesn't like the way they're doing it. How they kind of have no message and they're just kind of putting these characters in the situation. Well, yeah, the show doesn't. I I a hundred percent agree with him. The show has no message. It's a sports show. It's sports uh, athletes. I, yeah, <laughs> I know, but like, I even I feel like even a movie like um, Remember the Titans. No, I wasn't thinking of Remember the Titans. I was thinking of um, what's the name? We made JFK his sports movie. Any given Sunday. Any given Sunday, like. Any given Sunday has like a lot of issues. Be like, ah, it's trying something. <laughs> it definitely is trying. No, any given Sunday is a good movie. I have no beef. Yeah, I, I guess I need, might need to rewatch every given Sunday. You don't think any given Sunday is good? I remember it being like it's a lot of style. I don't. I don't really have anything else to say. Honestly, you just don't see enough sports in that movie to make it good. But yeah, but I understand where where the backlash is coming from. I mean, this show takes artistic license to the new level. Every single, 100%. Every aspect of the show, from the major events to the players, are all way overdone. But HBO has clapped back. Yeah. <laughs> They're like, yeah, Jerry West, we actually did a lot of research. So, Like, we have research proven you were a bit of a dick. Right. We, we may have played it up a little bit, but not as much as you say we played it up. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. I love how HBO is like, we're not saying it's all 100% true. But, like... 50, at least 50% of it. Yeah, you, you you definitely did at least half of this shit. If I was HBO, I'd, I'd really try to play up the controversy to get people to watch the show. I think they have, though. Because, you know, if you look at what they do with Last Week Tonight, they have no issue with lawsuits. They love it. They're like, give us all the attention. Sue us. It's going to do nothing but give us more name in the press. You think AT&T has like a whole section of lawyers just deal with the Last Week Tonight guys? AT&T? Uh, so, like, it actually said they were super upset with john oliver they are furious and they were like how do we stop this guy and they're they're like i thought we bought his company they're like yeah but it's john oliver he doesn't give a fuck freedom of the press baby yeah and they're like and they're like like, you're paying for the legal team 
that is stopping you from from stopping John Oliver. It's hysterical. He was like, um, so I, I told you guys, I told you I read the whole HBO book, and AT and T was just like, why are these artists being so ups- being so mean to us? What did we do? <laughs> what did we do? And they're like, we we don't we're not a big fan of you as a corporation. We're just exchanging money. What 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 is that? Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> and, and, and like and the and the, the employees at HBO were like, oh, we don't give a fuck about you. Viewership, man. Why are you mad about this? You'll take a little bit of an L. No one knows anybody's name from AT&T anyways. Can you name me one executive at AT&T? Could not. Yeah. I I read a book where they said 20 of them and I also Yeah, we don't know a single name of any. Um amongst the big artistic license stuff is David Stern faking the finals MVP, giving it to Magic instead of Kareem. Fake. Didn't happen. David Stern is awesome in the show, though. I freaking love that guy. This guy, like, I know nothing about... As you know, Alex, I know nothing at all about basketball whatsoever, so you're just there like, oh... Yeah, this is about to happen. So let me just give you a little bit of point of view, right? So the NBA is 77 years old right now from the way it's constructed. Mm -hmm. And it is also like the fourth largest sport on the planet. Which is only being 77 years old. But that's, but it's very low. Being fourth is not good. Being fourth is really, no, no. Right now they're fourth in the planet or third or fourth in the planet. So right now are you talking about? Right now. I I thought you were talking about in the. No, no, no. Right now. Oh, you're talking about right now. Right now it's only 77 years old and it's it's one of the most popular sports on the planet. Oh, okay. It's because of David Stern and what he did for the sport right and he's gonna be a huge player in later seasons uh the larry bird stuff really didn't like it how he's you know especially that that late that last episode where he's just kind of sitting in like well that that i with I a was, bunch of like racists <laughs> you know i, I mean? was not a big fan of it but they were trying to set him up for future seasons i feel like season two they're gonna try to do a lot more with that yeah, but larry bird sitting in a, like his empty house after making so much money Right, talking with a bunch of racist friends. Yeah, he still looks like just like a hillbilly that like, doesn't have a cent to his name, and I'm like, my guy. Where's like the hay in his mouth, right? If we're really gonna do this, <laughs> get him with the overalls, the hay in his mouth, no t-shirt on underneath the overalls. Like, get him like a real hayseed if you want to put him like this. That's not who Larry Bird is. He was a really quiet guy. He kept to himself in life, whatever. Is he? Is he like? Is they make him seem like he's a bit of a dick? Like, is he? A dick? Yeah, but but in his real life, he. He lived next door to his um to his manager and he hang out he hung out with like his his manager's twelve year old son a ton. Like like Oh okay. like he's like he was like a regular dude living like, you know, suburban life when he wasn't playing ball. Oh, okay. Right? And the major characters like um Red Auerbach, you know, Michael Chiklis. Yeah. Who, who's pretty much just playing Ben Grimm from Fantastic Four. Literally, literally. It's hilarious stuff. Uh but they're taking liberties in all these guys, especially Jerry West. Ah, the Jerry West thing is the biggest. I think it's the biggest thing to debate. Are they taking any liberties with the the new coach and the whole uh what what he's what he's going? Pat Riley, we're talking about. No, the the in between guy, Paul Westhead, Jason Siegel. No, I, other guy, McKinney. McKinney. I don't know a lot about McKinney. You know, I have to I have to brush up again on the book. Uh, but I haven't read. I haven't looked up a ton of McKinney. He, you know, his time in in L.A. is really was really numbered. Yeah, and apparently he just wasn't. He wasn't the same after the after the injury. He didn't really coach so much later on. You know, this is kind of the tail end of his coaching career. Well, it just makes me think back because you know how we were talking about uh, Mad Men? Yeah. Uh, the guy loses his foot and they're just like, ah, he can't be. Oh, the guy working for PPL? Yeah. Yeah, yeah he's like, he can't. He lost a foot. He can't be a ma- uh, an ad man now. And I'm like, what does that got to do with being an ad man? Account man? You can't be an account man. He doesn't have a foot. And I'm like, <laughs> and then Ken Kazagov just loses an eye in season six and nobody cares. Yeah, nobody I mean, cares whatsoever. He's just walking around with an eye patch. Weird. I would, not, I would, I would have let him go. It's weird. You know, stuff. I don't want a guy like that without an eye. Um, 
Yeah, I mean, you were kind of sold on the pilot, as you were so, saying. So, I can talk about this pilot. Yeah, talk about it. I'm a big fan of uh, the direction of the direction of, what's his name goes, Adam McKay. I'm a big fan of him as a director. I don't always think he's the best storyteller in some of his stuff, as witnessed in like such movies as Vice up. and Don't Look Up. But I think as a direction, what he does in his movies, I think it's great stuff. And the pilot episode, I remember watching the episode being like, it's just like the best episode of TV I've seen this year. And also being like, there is no possibility that any episode after this is going to look anything like this. And I was 100% correct. The show went completely different directions. But I think that first episode from writing, acting, directing, it was it was just an hour-long movie for me. So the problem is that I know all of the major events that happen here, right? <laughs> I watch so much basketball that I don't know what I was expecting coming in. There wasn't a lot of great basketball scenes. A lot of It's a lot of setup. There still hasn't been any no, good basketball scenes. I'm saying scenes. it's a lot of setup, and I wasn't sure the direction. So episode one, two, and even three, I'm like, I don't know. Two, I will say two and three I did not like. Yeah. I didn't like I loved the pilot and then it took until Tracy Letts character came in for the show to get good again. And just to say that uh Adam McKay never makes it easy on himself. He makes some of the toughest stuff to 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 direct. Oh yeah, and like, but he literally made it impossible for anybody to follow up. No, I'm saying, but like even like doing the big short, yeah, it's so hard to make a movie that good on a topic so vast and have everybody understand what's going on. Well, also, like, do this story as, like, I'm going to tell you three stories at the same time that, like, they, they, they don't, they don't interact. They don't intersect yeah, at they all. they don't intersect whatsoever. We're just like, yeah, Brad Pitt's just going to, like, have, like, ten minutes of screen time in this movie. And he's going to be with the, in the third storyline. And I'm like, what? Yeah, and, I mean, Vice and Don't Look Up as well are just tough stories to make. I mean, really I think Vice tough. is more of a traditional biopic, but uh, Don't Look Up is a tough story. It's well, a tough you know, also, and also going off our whole uh, The Dropout, he does plan on making uh, a Bad Blood movie starring Jennifer Lawrence. I think as, it just gets stuck in pre for, like, a long time. Uh, um, also, they might put hold on it due just to the show. Yeah, because the show's so popular. I'm like, why would you make the movie? Like, make yeah, something she, make something original like, again. Come she'll on. probably end up winning the Emmy for that show also. One of the Emmys? Uh, well, not, um, like, Emmy submissions is, like, end of the month. Like, that's why, uh, that's why a lot of shows have been coming out so fast. Because everyone's trying to get in time for Emmys. That's why, uh, Better Call Saul is, uh, is breaking it off. So and as well as, uh, Stranger Things. Yeah, because they're all trying to get in in time for Emmys. The problem is that unless part two of Better Call Saul was really good, it could just be stuck in the very beginning of Showtime of you know when all the shows come out, and then people could be like, "Oh, I completely forgot about Better Call Saul." Or these because I'm, I'm going to be honest, the the first half it's very good, but it's I it's, maybe do a performance or two, but as a show, I'm not. I've, nom- I've had I'm, many shows that were better. I'm not nominating it for as a show now watch how the second half is just like and this all bangers and also the next episode episode seven is gonna be a banger but other it's, than michael mando i don't think i'm doing anything else got a best show not yeah no, watch how it does there's also here's the thing when people are actually doing nominations the, the second half of the season is gonna be coming out and a lot of these pressures people have already seen so I don't know if that influences. Uh, no, they haven't seen the second half. They haven't they, seen the second half. No, all? they haven't seen the second half. Okay, fine. But also, um, I think for most part of Better Call Saul, they only like gave them the first two apps. They didn't, they didn't like give them the full season. No, they're not. Yeah, for a show like that, they try to just 
they they don't give you like the full season beforehand because they're like we know you're gonna watch it week by week. You're right. There's no point. Um, yeah, with the big movies, they don't do that. They do that as well sometimes. Um, so does it help or hinder that Adam McKay bring comes in for the first step because it feels like they're kind of stuck doing the McKay flourishes throughout the entire season. I feel like halfway through the season, they start being like... When, when they tail off and we really kind of separate the stories out even more, yeah. like, it really, I think it, it really it shows like we can be this good. And that kind of does it. After the first episode, which is kind of a, you know, a single story, we, we separate it out. We have coach, mm-hmm. we have team, and then we have front office slash bush family. And I think there are POV characters in each story. Yeah. Well, also, let's just say this, you know, what? like, the pilot was made, and then they started making the show, like, a year later. Oh, because of COVID? COVID, but also, that's just, like, that's Proof also, concept. Also, HBO, they still do pilots. They still make you... Is that a pilot season? They do. You just, you don't know about it, but HBO does a bunch of pilots, and not everything gets ordered a series. There was a David Fincher show. They they had him do the pilot, and they said, yeah, we're just not going to order it to series. And there's like and there's God, a, how do you not let a Fincher show? There was also another show. That, wait, was, was that Mindhunter? And then it get picked no, up. No, it was not Mindhunter. As I heard that he he shopped around Mindhunter a little before going to Netflix. Shopped around. Uh, uh, no, it was like it was actually it was supposed to be like about the music video scene. He had like a whole show about. Well, that. after vinyl, I understand why HBO would be a little bit worrisome. Yeah, well, <laughs> okay. no, no, actually, no. They ended up picking vinyl over this. Yeah. Was like, okay. Oh, oh, never mind. Then they made the yeah, worst yeah, call yeah, yeah. possible. But their whole thing is like you know we already have a music show. Right. We don't need. Your thing. Also, even bigger, there was supposed to be a show by um, what's name it as Marriage Story, Bombback. He had like he had a show with his with his current wife, which was supposed to be this like based off this amazing book series. It was gonna be this five season epic oh. playing, and it was supposed. To, and people say like, if you actually like see the preparement they did for this show, it was gonna be it Tuesday would be one of the greatest, but it just didn't go through pilot season. I would, if I'm, I mean, what you want to see from Bombback, at least what I personally want to do is. Show us, like, you know, a family story, like a classic sitcom from the 80s and 90s. But, like, give us all the Bombback flourishes. It was, it was supposed to be like that, but also it's, uh, I heard it played, like, as the seasons go, it starts playing around more of a time. Like, if he did a show like This Is Us, it would be the greatest thing on TV. Yeah, but he wouldn't do a show No, like I'm this. saying along that lines of, like, a traditional type of show. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, you know, he directs the crap out of it and writes the crap out of it because he's amazing. But also, I think... I think his I've never seen him do a show obviously but I think his storytelling techniques were very good as TV as movies no, but I think they work, everything they'd work really good as like a but he but he tries to in everything you see and we're really getting off topic okay. but like he makes he makes three act structures he makes a beginning and a middle and an end you don't think Matthew Weiner does that too ah of course well, I've never seen Matthew Weiner make a movie okay but I think he could Easily, and I think it'd be one of the greatest movies I've seen in a long time. Let's 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 see it. I'm down, Matthew Weiner. Give us a movie. Like, uh, like they not... let what's his name make a movie for uh, for Sopranos. You know, we yeah. can get a Madden w- movie. W- will you know, uh, do you know what uh, his next movie is though? Not um, Bombax. Bombax. We huge. we spoke about it earlier. I don't remember what you said. So he's making a movie starring none other than Adam Driver again, nice. who's a professor of Hitler studies. Oh, great! Okay. Based off this, like, based off this really good book. Also, the wife. Is is working on what is said to be one of the greatest scripts people have seen in a minute. But Co- the husband is a little bit of a. No, the husband co-wrote it. Oh yeah, her husband co-wrote it. Bombeck helped co-wrote it. But you know what the you know what the movie is what Barbie. 
this Barbie movie has they're saying oh right fucking oh right good. I keep forgetting that Barbie is like a is a, a real adult take on the yeah character. they're actually like they're actually like uh, after doing Little Women they were like like you know what we have this property Barbie if you have an idea and she was like I don't just got an idea apparently I have a really and good starring uh, Margot Margot and, and uh, playing the I think it's Kit what's the what's the dude in uh, Kit Harrington you're saying no 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 it's uh, Gosling but who's the whoever the whoever the dude is in uh, Ken in yeah Ken yeah that's gonna be uh, Ryan Gosling Ryan Gosling's perfect and perfect you know movie. Ryan Gosling's not being in a Barbie movie unless he's like oh this actually looks really good they gotta do some little hype things because I think Margot Robbie's taller than Ryan Gosling yeah, yeah, yeah. he was also because you know he turns down like a lot of stuff Oh, you know how much stuff, right? Because Ryan Gosling is in very sparse amount of films. They they've been trying to get him into these like these Disney movies. They really wanted him for Beauty and the Beast, and he was just like, you know, because he's a phenomenal actor that is that is uh, but charming as he's just charming, charming as hell, well. and he you know he can play with that system really well. Yeah, yeah, he's shown he, that, and he's just like, and, but he has no interest. He's just like, if I don't like it, I'm not gonna do it. Yeah, like he'll he'll do rom com, but he'll only do like the crazy stupid love. But that's also you look but at I'm that saying, script; it's a very but he'll, good He's willing to take these roles, but yeah. they have to be really good. Had to be good. Like he's like, I want to work with the Damien Chazelle. Right, I want to work with like Steve Carell. I want to work with like a good actor well, as well. Also, he's like, I, I have no issue being in uh, what's her face. She's done Lady Bird and she's done Little. Yeah, Women. Greta Gerwig is awesome. Greta Gerwig. Love... Anybody is now. If you're, like, you tell me, Greta Gerwig's directing. Anyone taking that role? Who I think the guy who's playing the the head of the toy company um, is uh, Will Ferrell. In Barbie, which I'm just like, what? Ooh. Let's go! I love Will Ferrell playing like big executives. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm like Will Ferrell as an exec. Like, it's great. There stuff. we go. But uh, I want to get back into winning time. All right, winning time. Just know I ain't gonna be alone. Cause everybody wants some magic. We don't fucking want him. Pardon us, French. Oh, pardon my ass, Bill. But I already got a point card. I got Norm Nixon. If you hate Nixon. Right, so draft me someone I don't hate for change. He's a generational talent, Jerry. I mean, hell, he's the most exciting guard to play the game. Hell, since you. Says fucking who? Who? Me, everybody. Fucking have them, coach, okay? Hey, Jerry. I fucking quit. Done? I'm fucking done. I can't even play a game of fucking golf without you bringing up shit. He does this all the time. Jerry West, head coach of the Lakers. Basketball legend. As I said, three different shows. Coach... Jerry West leaves because he's not up to snuff anymore. He he can't do it. Jerry West even in Jason episode Clark. one and two, like you, I don't know how I don't know nothing about the real life guy, but he's doing some great acting. He's doing some real entertaining. <laughs> Nowadays, acting. when you if you think of Jerry West, you're thinking of Jason Clark. hundred yeah. percent. I didn't know. I don't know him, but but I'm saying like, if if you're the West family, I understand why you're mad about that. Oh, I'm so upset. Yeah, I'm so upset. Uh, maybe not. Maybe I'm like, Dad, man, you're a big star. Again. Yeah, I'm like, I'm like, Pops, yo, this is a pretty... I was like, don't you remember when you yelled at me that one time? Ah, he, he got it pretty right. <laughs> right, so uh, <laughs> a lot of deliberation. They bring in McKinney from Portland, right? He was on the championship team so in he Portland. So he was assistant coach. Assistant coach, and he gets big up to the big leagues, and he brings in Jason Siegel, Paul Westhead, who's a Shakespeare teacher at a, you know, at a community college. To assist one of the greatest sports franchises in the history of the games. Mm-hmm. All right, so that's awesome. McKinney gets his injury, and we bring in Pat Riley, played by Brody. Who at first I'm a little worried because I know Bro, I know Brody. I, know, I mean, I know Pat Riley. He's not this big of a loser. 
<laughs> you know, because they play him like a real huge loser in the show. Well, the whole time I was watching, I was like, Alex, I know I don't know Pat Riley, but from everything I've heard, they're like, they wanted him to start off as a loser that way. By the end of the season, he is the real Pat Riley. He's amazing in every scene. And him and Jason Siegel's like, Work, work, you know, their uh, bond together on screen. Oh, great stuff. Wow. I'm loving this, like, return he's having through through HBO television. I'm like, oh, Brody? Yeah, Brody. I'm he, like, well, he was in Succession. He's in Winning Time. I think I seen him in one other thing. Am I wrong? I saw him in something. I love him whenever he's in Wes Anderson. He just pops up. He's great in that. Oh, that's, that's like, perfect for him. Brody, best part of the show this season? Are you, are you still sticking with the West? Uh, with uh, Jerry West, not Jerry West. Uh, no, Jerry no, Buss, no, no. Jerry um, Buss. Like, like, like. I've never said Jerry Buss was the best part of the show because uh, I got Brody as the best part of the show. Yeah, Brody. Um, the whole like, honestly, like, especially in the second half of this of the show, the best parts of the show are just, the whole coaching team is just great. You know, like, is this even our job anymore? This whole, you know, they're like in the back. They're like fifty three, like, fifty something wins, and they're like, didn't we have seventy? They're like, you know, this is when we were coach. The, I mean, the best parts of me are, like, you really understand, like, the athlete's point of view when you have Jerry West or Pat Riley talk to Magic right in the room. And, and Jerry, you know, when Jerry West tells him, uh, or no, actually, Pat Riley tells him how many people voted for him. What is it, 63 to 6? Yeah. Right? and Or 63 to 3 or yeah, something? Yeah, 63 to 3. And I'm like, what? This man understands when you have, and then when you have... Uh, Jerry West in the room talking to him about Dr. J and he's like, do you want this? Because most people don't understand what that means, but I know you do. Right. Yeah. And like, you really understand like that, that, you know, what, what it takes to get to that level of play. And I love when they just put all the, the sports movie stuff in there and they really make it to the best possible. That's awesome. I guess part two is team. I would love more like salary talk with the guys because this has to happen. It was really great when when guy was like, you know, I'm a what's going. This is I'm a contract year, right? I have to play well to make my contract, and he's really struggling because he doesn't have enough money to support himself if he doesn't yeah. make his next contract. You know, because even today, right? Let's say you're making, you know, let's say you have a three year deal, fifty one million dollars, right? Mm-hmm. Which is seventeen a year, whatever. But your your lifestyle is huge. You have like four houses, whatever. It doesn't matter, right? If you don't, if you play bad, you don't get picked up for another contract. You lose your shoe deal, whatever. Mm-hmm. I'm saying these are stuff that I, as a sports fan, want to know. I want to know how people treat their deals, how they think about it, how they converse in the locker room I, I, about I it. I really love that. Like, how do we talk to each other about this? Yeah, that's my favorite because that's that's just like real, like that's that's world building right there. Really showing how teammates talk to each other, how they talk about budget. Because I really like, they were like, who do you think you are coming to this team um, asking for that much money as a rookie? Like, they, you really could felt they were like shitting on him because he got that much money. Exactly. I mean, uh, that's the Michael Cooper storyline this season. He's on a contract year and he just has to play well to, to, to get another contract. But Magic is our POV character. You know, he's a new kid on the block. He just won a, he just won a um, national championship in college and he's... You know, rookie, rookie Also, sensation. I really love how they, even though sometimes it's super blatant, this idea, like, yeah, even though you won, everybody loves uh, Bird more because yeah. he's white. And it's just like, it's so in your face, but this show is in your face, so it's okay. That, yeah, that, that makes me really want to see how they do Jordan, like a lot. Oh, yeah, I really want to see how they do Jordan. And I, 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 in the show, will probably make it be like an existential crisis for... For magic, no, not it? at first, because he's in. Uh, let's go. Uh, Jordan comes in in '84, and they're still the best teams in the league. Uh, both the Celtics. No, and but I'm just mean just through their like historical uh, 
imagination they'll be like oh this is who i used to be but he's better than i ever was they'll do that whole i think it's so much tougher to cast an mj over a bird or magic because mj has so much stock in like the culture's opinions and like who what we perceive him as right as more than more than mj and and more than uh magic and bird well, also i feel like the doc the has, doc did a lot the, i feel like the doc has put him more at the center of pop culture than ever. And like, he's still because of that doc, he's still to this day at like the center of pop culture. Yeah, I mean, any, who wouldn't recognize Michael Jordan on the street? Yeah. Oh, even I, I, who knew nothing before seeing this doc. Cause I, I really cannot make this clear to people. I do not watch sports. And like, not, not only does he not watch them, right? He could not name me three current basketball players <laughs> playing today. I'm not even gonna like. I probably dignify that with a response. I I, I know I probably could, but like out of fear that I'm gonna get it wrong, I'm not even gonna do it. You know, put up and shut up. You know, what's 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 up here? (laughs) I don't know. Um, but yeah, no, I have no idea how you how you even approach casting like that. Like, you probably you do what you did probably for Magic. Listen, Kareem, Kareem's a tough cat. Magic and Kareem are tough castings, and they 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 knocked it out of the park. Um, Shaq doesn't come until the '80s, right? What? When does Shaq start? 90s, 90s, 90s. Oh, not until the 90s. Because that's casting I want. Casting. You know, you just don't cast Shaq, I think. Uh, But Quincy Isaiah, who plays Magic, is phenomenal. He's great. Right? And I think uh, Solomon Hughes, who does Kareem, amazing. And you you were not liking Kareem at the beginning. Of no, the I, I just think they, that they didn't show us a lot of a lot of Kareem. And there's a reason why with reporters, you know, he didn't give anything. There was a whole report given on, you know, talking about Kareem from his backside because you wouldn't he wouldn't even show yeah, his yeah. face to reporters. And that's a really cool concept. Oh, I was going to ask, you know, because we didn't really get to talk really about the the family yet. Uh, that's in the third. Oh, one. do you want to wait? All right, we'll it's wait. front office bus family. Okay. No, but there's a few other things. Spencer Haywood is a symbol for the cocaine epidemic. Spe- I <laughs> love how they, I, I, from everything you told me about Spencer Haywood, it's so funny that they got like a 50-year-old dude playing him. They get it's the, hysterical. Yeah. It's the dude from, um, from Remember the Titans. He's the uh, wide, he's the wide receiver. Or, yeah, yeah, yeah. He's the black guy from Remember the Titans. Yeah, know. You know, it, it's hysterical because you're just like, I'm just like watching this and I'm like, He's supposed to feel like he's the old guy on the team. So they literally are just like, ah, let's get some 50-year-old guy to do it. It's hysterical. Well, the craziest thing is that these, with the amount of drugs these dudes are doing, they said at in the uh, seventy, like late 70s, about 80% of the league was doing coke. Uh, Which I would love it the show steered more. I think, they won't. They I won't. think they did the thing like um, he's the symbol of it all. That was because Norm Nixon is a problem. You know, people are tailing him in the 80s. Because he was, people thought he was heavy in the drugs. Like, like they want. We'll see if there's a Norm Nixon story like that. Oh wait, like they, they're tailing him. Like they thought he was. Uh, they thought he was an addict, and it was gonna affect his play. Right. Yeah. I I love that they have Norm Nixon's son playing Norm Nixon. That's great. And Norm Nixon was like, you know, I think this is. I'm doing the best job on the show. He said that. Like, I think I'm embodying who my. Dad oh, you know, is. I've heard about. Yeah, he's been like, I'm. I'm trying to be my dad and just throw a little bit of my own charisma in there. But like, I'm really just. I think I'm doing the best anyone's doing of like giving of like giving an accurate representation. I still don't know about that 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 white party when they had the one the one v one. I don't it's so entertaining. No, no, no. I don't know how real that is. No, I'm but just saying entertaining is all hell. I don't know if I'm even. I don't know if Magic's playing that badly. You know. I no, I, I I I was like I was like he's playing pretty bad right now. Come on, like he's. I don't know that 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 one scene really turned me off in the very beginning of the show. I'm I like, get it. I get it. I totally like, get it. Can that. we see like a little bit of the of the fighting spirit? This is one of the greatest players in the history of basketball. Come well, on. the whole the whole thing they were 
going for there is, you know, he's not ready. He's not ready for for the big time. But they never, they never did. He's not ready again. No, I mean, never um, again. Yeah, you know what they did when he when he first played Doctor J. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. When he first plays Doctor. When he first J. plays Doctor J. Um, I think this show, more than a lot of other things, is like athletes done right, right? The mindset of an athlete, what it takes to get there. I don't mm-hmm. think I see that in many other things. Like, what do you see in that? Like, greatest game ever played, maybe? Uh, well, I will say, like, I guess Friday Night Lights, you, you can... You, you the can movie. See. you seen the movie? I've seen it, but I'm talking about the show. No, watch the movie. They, they That's high school athletes, though, so it's a little bit different than professional. Oh, well, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it's not professional. It's, it's high school. It's, it's, I gotta be honest, though. It's Texas high school, so it's, it's pretty... Stakes are pretty high. It's not realistic <laughs> at all, but, um... I think Rudy like embodies like the amount of hard work it takes to get to that point. Yeah, well, uh, so uh, another high school, but love it. Uh, the re- the wrestling one. Oh, Vision Quest. Vision Quest. Vi- yeah, Vision, Vision Quest. Quest is literally what does it take to to be in this weight class? What does it take to fight you, against like the, the craziest a state champion? You're playing a state, a state champion. champion. Yeah. Yeah. God. Like, like real, like my favorite is why we, why, mo- why training montages are so good because you really, you know, seeing two guys fight doesn't matter. You, what you want to see is what it took them to get to this point. And it, it, it does the emotional aspects of it so you can build up a character well, without having like large exposition dumps because you're seeing them work for something. So if they don't get it, you feel for them when they don't. Well, also, you want to see is like them be like, despite all this hard work I did, like Rocky, you're like, you see the Rocky training he does. It's not enough like, sometimes. Like they, even in like Rocky 4, you're like, my guy. I don't. I can't imagine anybody's training harder than you. And he's still like, I don't know if I can take on the Russian. <laughs> this is the Family Guy thing when um, he's like, I, I got to fight the Martians on the moon. He's like, You can't breathe it there. Well, then they can't breathe me there. That's <laughs> great stuff. That's man. great. Well, also, I also love uh, Stewie. Uh, no, Brian has a has a college final, and they're like, We got it. We got to go train. They do all this. They do the whole Rocky montage. You're like, Ah, oh, no, we don't have time to to study for the test. Yeah, that's awesome. Oh, Family Guy. Wow. Got picked up again. Don't worry, guys. Family Did Guy you... got renewed. <laughs> I love that you went like from years of like shitting on Family Guy to like, ah, I'm back in. That's what I told you last night about The Office, though. You need years to separate yourself from how you already perceive the show to like kind of like oh, going into a blind a little bit. Well, so I feel like you're, because uh, we watched some Seinfeld last night, I feel like you're coming around a little bit more on Seinfeld, even. You, no, no, I never said Seinfeld's a bad show. No, you, you, you used to shit on Seinfeld. Hey, they're shitting, I'm just shitting on the the level of what people talk about. It. But, I just, but then you saw that episode last night, and I think you got it Right, but I don't more. think it's got the level of consistency that these other shows have. Alex, I Because we saw you. two episodes last night, and one of them wasn't great. Oh no! We only saw the very beginning. We saw of the it. first. We saw a third of the. We saw a third of the episode. Oh, so we only got two minutes in that. No, we got eight, eight minutes in the episode. No, we did not. We will litigate this after right, this we, podcast. We, 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 we can can look we, at the after. Yeah, well, we're, we're gonna go play by play, Alex. Right. Uh, the third storyline we have: front office bus family asshole, great guy. We don't know, but uh, Jerry Bus is played by uh, none other than uh, what's his name. <laughs> <laughs> oh, John C. Riley. John C. So, Riley. should we talk about the John we, C. Riley? We talked about this in two other pods, but why not? Just I feel like we've had this. It's so interesting. Yeah, go, go for it. Go for it. So, Adam McKay is setting up this project. He has a production company with none other than Will Ferrell, Bad Sanchez. Is that is that Bad Sanchez? That's Bad Sanchez. Okay, fine. They 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 shut it down. So my understanding is Will Ferrell wanted to play this part. 
Huge Laker fan, from my understanding. Huge Laker fan. Huge basketball guy. Literally has Huge a ba- basketball Has guy. a basketball movie. We right. love... Semi-pro. It's amazing. Se- we could do a semi-pro pod one could these do one days. day, yeah. 100%. Um, is it better than Dodgeball? Probably not. But is it close? No. Right. <laughs> <laughs> no. <laughs> I don't know. Flip Michigan Mega Bowl. Adam McKay was like, I don't think he's a right fit. And he offered and gave the role to w- one of Will Ferrell's good friends, John C. Riley. And John C. Riley called up Will Ferrell. He's like, oh, yeah, you heard I got the part. He's like, no, I did not hear. Nobody told me, his, even though this is, even though it's a part of my production His friend team. of 15 to 20 years. And he gave the role to John C. Riley, a man who he starred in movies like Step Brothers yeah, and Television. Yeah, and you're just like, and, it, and, and Adam McKay has gone out publicly and said, I fucked up. I did not handle this at all. All in the right way, either as a friend or professionally. Now we wouldn't usually talk about this because it's interpersonal friendship, but it, it it you know they separated their production company because of it. And oh no, also like Adam McKay has has talked to New York Times about it. So it's right. Like, we wouldn't just like, we don't. I don't personally care about these sorts of relationships, but it actually does affect what the film. It, uh, it, it heavily affected also the conversation around it. Uh, Adam McKay said like Will Ferrell won't talk to him anymore. Which is so upsetting because they have made some of the funniest movies together. Yeah. Everything you hear is that they are like they were like some of the best of friends. So it's just it's just upsetting. Yeah, it's like hearing like Seth Rogen and Evan Goldberg broke up. Like I couldn't even imagine. Right. I, I just I don't I don't understand. But the best thing I think from the third part of it, the front office bus family, is that we see Jerry Bus as a great guy and we love him up until Jeannie, his daughter, uh, of uh, sees him in the darkness, and then we start to see him badly. I think she's a really good POV character. Yeah, what did you what did you think of the actress they got playing uh, Genie Bus? If you look at Genie, the the actress, she looks nothing like the character because the Genie knows thing. Yeah. Genie looks nothing like the character in the show either, like in real life. I'm looking at her thing right now, and I'm like, that's not Genie Bus. No, that is not Genie Bus. I'm looking at her IMDb photo right now, and I'm like, that is, that that's a different actress. So out of all the plot lines. I think the worst two, I think they're good. I mean, I don't think the cookie plot line is good. I don't think we need romance in every show ever, though, either. Yeah, the cookie plot line. Well, my whole thing is I'm just like, isn't he like a known, isn't he like still like to this day, like he's still, he has a bunch of sex. And that's why he gets AIDS. Like, isn't that the yeah, whole. Because he's running through in Los Angeles. We know this. My whole thing <laughs> is I'm just like, I'm just like, my guy, like you pretending you being faithful. You're not whatsoever. And I'm yeah. like, do you? But I'm just like, don't, don't just like pretend. Well, he's got nobody in LA that he can really rely what, on. The show does a very good job of, of displaying that. And this whole like, you know, the world's literally at his fingertips and he's away from home. Yeah. And, he, and like also they're like, he's. He's a family guy. Like, he grew he, up he, in his, in his he Michigan. Left, he left college early. He, you know, also they're like, they're literally screaming his name he's like he went from just being this college player to being one of the top players in the nba yeah i mean and you know they don't prepare you like they do today right also today how how, how do they prepare you today is different than even 10 years ago like like um magic is not the level of like like lebron at age 16 had his uh he was cover of Sports Illustrated. So called the chosen one. And this so, is at age sixteen. Yeah, yeah. So how do you prepare a guy? No, for... you don't get prepared. I mean, guys burn out. Like, um, not as much today because you're prepared for it because you're in front of the spotlight a lot earlier. You're playing AAU ball with some of the best players yeah. on the planet, and you know people know who you are because you're popular on social media. Right? But does the NBA ever be like, yo, like we need it, we need this guy to like talk to a press consultant? All right. So the NBA stopped uh, doing high school to. Uh, 
to the NBA. What Spencer Haywood actually fought for that, and he was the first guy to do it. Uh, high school in the NBA. Yeah, you were telling me about that, right? Yeah. They even talk about it on the show a little bit, uh, but today they don't do it anymore. I think the last guy was either Amari or KG. Okay, but the NBA never is like, yo, this guy needs to like talk to a press person. If they do, we don't hear about them. Okay, you, you there's no like right? story. I think the teams are are trying to be on top of that as possible, but okay, you know these are kids. Well, I'm just like saying, like even me, I'm like I'm 25. You throw me in a spotlight like that. That's well, thing is because they've been in the spotlight for a long time already. I know, but I'm just, I'm just, I can't even match. You, I hear, you know, I listen to a lot of interviews with movie stars and stuff, and a lot of them say they're like, thank God I became famous in my 30s or in my 40s. They're like, if this happened to me in my 20s. Like yeah, this, this... you hear like the Drew Barrymore storylines of her like at, she's like twelve years old in like the club with like some of the most popular actors. That I'm like, she says she doesn't know how she made it out. I mean, she, you know, it's wild. Well, if you actually hear Drew Barrymore talk, she's just like, I, I, I don't know how the hell I'm, I'm like a sane human being to this day because yeah. the amount of shit I was doing at and such a young age. Her parents didn't give a crap either. You know, she's making a lot of money. You know, it's yeah. it's she crazy. has her own daytime show now. A daytime show. She probably really likes it. You know, the daytime. Oh, she work. loves. Yeah, it. I think that's all that matters. Uh, like you know, also like you're the, you're 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 the star. You got to talk to people. It's a it's a it's an it's like it's less than nine to five. Right. It's. Right, so we did the 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 Jerry Bus kind of. Um, well, we, we didn't talk well, about about uh, Sally Fields. Oh, that's what I'm saying. So we did the Jerry Bus character arc. We did the the kind of rebirth through the Sally Field death already. So I'm, my own question is like, is there too many stars in this show? Sometimes we, gotta, we, we got rid of we got rid of one of them at least. Got rid of Sally Field. Well, um, is I don't think uh, my understanding is uh, what's his name's not coming back. Um, Who's what's his name? McKinney's not coming back. Not McKinney, but also uh, Jason Segel. Yeah, Jason he, Segel. He's coming back probably for half the season. Oh, because he was making it sound like I'm not gonna be a part of Lakers anymore after this. That's what he was saying. He was telling me he'll McKinney. be back for a little bit. We'll see what happens. How they do it. How how uh, Pat Riley Listen, officially? I don't want to spoil real life here. You know. <laughs> yeah, you keep you keep one and tell me like I don't want to tell you what really happened. Yeah, because you're not gonna know. None, none of your social media. Like, Alex, what the your... hell happened with that murder plot? Because they, they they never even did anything with it. <laughs> it's wild. Can you like what the hell happened? Look there? it up online. Um, <laughs> what what is in store for our characters for season two? I think is like the biggest conversation yeah. here. Right, because Jerry Bus, it's seemingly like you know his main character arc is kind of done here, and he'll have to deal with some family trouble. But I mean, Jeannie looks like he's getting pushed out for some of her brothers. That's the plotline for season two, I guess. But I don't, I don't even know if that is the plotline for season two because I'm, if if I'm the show, I'm not just going straight into the next season. I'm maybe skipping a little bit forward. So the main thing is. We know the show is either getting up to 1991 or ending in 91 with the uh, with kind of the ending of the Lakers, but we're not having ten seasons, right? So do we do we uh, max skip forward? Like five, I, right. I do this is five. Seasons. Do we skip forward to 82? Do we combine 81 and 82 together because they don't play the Celtics in the finals until 82? I think they're also. You said they don't do great in 81, right? Yeah, they, they don't they don't they don't do like, they you know, lose they lose a three game series to the Rockets. Like in what I do is is I'd bring the show back like immediately after that or like after that season's over so they can show like ah you know these aren't the same people you left with you know they're they're down on their luck and the whole show is supposed to be about them winning not them losing. All right, so you know what I do? I do uh, single season. I do both eighty one and eighty two. Right, so you have the West Head kind of stepping down you have uh you have pat riley becoming the head coach you have kind of the kareem and magic feud that they're they're sh- they're uh kind of setting up here 
and then they lose the night 81 and then in 82 they have to play the Celtics. But I might even just do 80 81 in just like just like an ep. You can even just do it No, all. no, you have four. I think four eps and then six eps for 82. Or five. And five no, and no, 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 cuz my whole thing is I'm just like cuz that's just you just do that as the first F and it's like them lost and then it's like, "Oh, this is that's the season's building back up." The problem is we have three different series against the Celtics. We have so many stars and so many main plot lines. The thing is, is you're just so much more worried about the history, and I'm just like, yeah, but there's not worried about it. I want to see how they do it. Yeah, I'm just like, ah, we'll see. Like, are we getting up to the late '80s when they're playing the bad boy so, Pistons? So, so, how do you feel like when you're watching the show? Can you do you feel like you can even judge it the way you would like? You can't judge it the way when you're watching Better Call Saul because you're like, ah, this is that this is actual historical events. Yeah, I mean, I think it's easier for a show like uh, Winning Time to make to make something uh, cool and you know show worthy because it's so show worthy in real life already. Yeah, right. It's called Showtime Lakers for a reason. This is fun. So, yeah, Better Call Saul. Is it a better show? I mean, there's only one season. No, no. Time. I'm saying, can you even judge them on the same scale? Yeah, you do. I guess. No, I don't think you can. I, I, I have a hard time. Listen, doing show that. judging in general is tough. Oh well, yeah. Why I, why I think we can judge uh, Breaking Bad, uh, Mad Men, and Sopranos together is because they're all very similar concepts of like our main character. Being, yeah, like the male dysfunctional uh, archetype, and yeah. yeah, that's the reason why we can judge those three together. But we don't judge those on the same level that we do Mandalorian. Like exactly, they're two different exactly. Scales. Two, two completely different scales. 